0: So welcome everyone to Visible Not Broken this week, and it's a special panel, and we're going to be talking about everything from bed, what you can do to stay sane from bed. So if you can introduce yourself and what you have, we can start talking about that.
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Clammon. I'm a naturopath, and I um, run Clamen Natural Health, and um, I have fibromyalgia, lupus, And I was involved in a severe car accident in 2005, which left me with um, a collapsed disc and damaged nerves in my back and a um, disc in my neck damaged and with nerve damage and Also, uh, both my knees were damaged as well, and my sternum was broken. So I spent 12 years in bed trying to recover from that and finally have gotten back on my feet in the last year and have been able to start my business finally. I had finished my um, master's in naturopath three months before the wreck, and I was all set up and everything to go into business, and we had the car accident. We hit a semi-truck. Um, who stopped on the interstate in rush hour traffic in front of us, and we could not stop. We were pulling a 5,000-pound camper, and we hit him doing about 50 miles an hour, and then um, our camper hit us, and then our daughters were in our truck, and they hit the camper, and the camper hit us again. So all of our cars were just one big accordion behind the the truck, uh, well, under and behind the truck. So it was pretty horrific, but thank God everybody walked away except for me. I kind of hobbled away. So
0: <laughs> I'm just amazed because you always think about like, I couldn't deal with any more. Like I think I, yeah. I cannot, I have all of these, like I have mast cell, I have fibromyalgia and I have Ehlers-Danlos and, um, Something else, and it's not coming to me right now, but it's enough that it keeps me hopping to doctor's appointments, and I think that's insane, and then if you add on something like a car accident that hobbles you, it's like, no, (laughs) wait a minute, I've already done all,
1: (laughs) karma needs to chill, (laughs) Exactly. Believe me. I was like, uh, I mean, because I already had fibromyalgia and I already had chronic fatigue and I already was dealing with depression from a lot of childhood traumas and things like that. And then we had the car accident and I was like, what in the world is... Is, I mean, just, I, I really went through going, you know, why didn't I just die? Because I really can't take anymore. And finally, my 16-year-old said to me, don't say that anymore, Mom, because yeah. you, you don't know how much you can take. And she's right. She was right. You know, I, I dealt with it, and I lived, and I survived, and now I'm finally back on my feet and thriving, thanks to natural medicine, thanks to getting rid of all that all those drugs doctors kept giving me.
0: I was so glad you found something that really works for you. So you'd already gotten your degree before you got in the car accident. Yes. But I want to step back a second because you are dealing with a ton of other issues like lupus and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And we just talked and you told me that you homeschooled. How did yeah. you homeschool from bed?
1: Um. Fortunately, my kids were, well, my kids I wasn't when they we first started homeschooling. My daughters were going into third and fifth grade, and I wasn't really sick then. I was doing I was doing well. I was quote unquote normal. You know? <laughs> what is that again? I have no memory you know, of normal. <laughs> I know it was a long time ago. Considering they're twenty eight and thirty, it was oh, a while yay. ago. <laughs>
0: But, well, wait a minute. Uh, you so know, you're talking about a time where homeschool wasn't done on internet like now a lot of homeschool stuff can be done with you not grading everything and you not having, your, so you were homeschooling with capital H and
1: S like right, right, you were teacher
0: yes. principal, so,
1: proctor mom, no dad, daddy's the principal not me, oh, daddy I makes like the that. big decisions <laughs> if there was something they they wanted to do or they wanted to get out of school I'm like call the principal I'm not dealing with it. And oh believe my God. me, there were plenty, plenty of days where I said, um, you just, uh, you can, you can finish that when dad gets home because I'm, I'm, de- I'm delegating that to the principal of the school. I'm I'm not a doing fan. It. Delegation is important. Yes. Yes. Very important. And it, you know, it worked out because by the time I started getting sick, which was a few years later, my girls were older and my son was, he's five years younger than my um, middle daughter. There's five years between the two of them and seven between the oldest and him. So they were able to help out a lot with his schooling. He actually told me, I was talking to him on the phone yesterday and he actually said, I was, he's 24 now and working working a job and having to pay bills and all that. He said, I was thinking the other day, man, would it be nice if I could go back to writing my school and and tricking my sisters into doing my math. Oh
0: my gosh, (laughs) he's a clever one.
1: (laughs) He is a stinker. <laughs> he always has been.
0: <laughs> so I want to hear your because I only um, I'm in bed for sometimes, like one to right. a mo- one week to a month, and I'm really curious how you handled parenting from bed, and especially at teenagers because I thought my silly little brain thought, okay, so kids need you all the time, but teenagers they might need hands off, and I was so wrong. Like, I feel like I am doing more parent-teacher meetings now. I am doing so much more, like, having to be present and there. How did you handle all this from bed?
1: Well, like I said, by the time, well, you know, when I had fibromyalgia, I would just push myself through to get up and and do what I had to do to get them going and then lay back down. And then if they needed something, they would come to me and, you know, I could help them from bed. And then by the time I really started getting sick, I did use some computer programs and some online schooling, and especially when they got to high school. Um, when When they got to high school, they were, I kind of just did their lesson plans and everything. And I said, okay, this is what you've got to accomplish this week. And they would just kind of, you know, do it. And my my middle daughter is so responsible. And my oldest daughter is a, is very much like me. She loves to learn. She loves to go to school. So she was one of those, just give me my books and stuff and leave me alone. If I need you, I'll let you know. Wow. And Yeah. Yeah. That was my oldest one. You know, it's, it's a great trick that they play on you because every one of them is totally different. My son, you had to watch him all the time, like you said, tricking his sisters into doing his math. But, um, you know, with, with the fibromyalgia and the chronic fatigue, I would lay on the couch. And so that way they could sit in the living room and if they needed me, I would be right there and they could ask me questions and, um, that kind of thing. And fortunately they would help with the chores and all those kind of things. Being at home, you know, they, I started them doing chores and I started them doing their laundry and things early. So that was a huge help. My husband is, just amazing I could not have done any of it without his help he is just he's fantastic and he would come in um, after work and fortunately well fortunately for me he works early shifts so he works six to three so he's off at three so if he needed to come home and pick up the slack because I hadn't been able to get to things he could so that was really nice. And then once we had the car accident, I didn't realize that insurance companies, when you have a car accident like that, you know, I always knew that if you worked, they would re- reimburse your salary, you know, or part, part of your salary. Yeah. Well, if you're if you work at home, like I my job was to keep the house and take care of the kids, they hired a cleaning service to come in and clean my house once every two weeks, and they hired tutors for my two younger children. My oldest one was already starting college. She started college at 16. She's a real, like I said, a real super learner, so she was um, she was a very difficult <laughs> child to deal with as a teenage girl, but she's super smart, so she was easy to school. But, um, unfortunately my middle one is just very loving and helpful and mothering. So she really took up a lot of the slack and then they sent in tutors for her and for my son, Joshua, for a few hours a week, which took a lot off of me during the worst of the pain and, the. just mind numbing, you know. When you're in that kind of pain, I can't even explain to people. You can't think, you can't function, you can't do anything. So that was that was great. And my husband had to learn trial by fire how to do everything else. He had to learn to grocery shop. He had to learn to pay bills. He, you know, which he had never done any of that stuff before. So he had to learn to do all of that trial by fire.
0: Oh my god! I mean, so. Like, you're so right. That like, being in bed, delegation is everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we always had a chore chart and we, we went on a, a rotation. So everybody, and I had already, when I was going to school, cause going to school to get my master's, even though I was going to school online, I, um, you know, I still had, you know, my deadlines and my papers due and everything. So I already had delegated each person a night to cook dinner. And I said, you know, you'll you'll have to plan dinner and you'll have to tell me what you need me to buy at the grocery store. So they were already kind of accustomed to doing that before. So they just had to pick up more slack afterwards. You, you know. need to
0: write a parenting book. These are I'm taking notes right now, going, Okay, so tonight at the family meeting we need to talk about everyone choosing a dinner. I, I'm using you for
1: this. Well, you know, and what my oldest one, like I said, she started college and she was working part time at the Air Force base as a student hire and she would forget and Mondays was her night to do dinner and she would forget to set something out. Um and then my other two would go to the refrigerator and see that nothing was set out and they would go, Yes, pizza on Megan tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and she'd be mad. Why can't y'all get something out? I'm like, it's your responsibility. Yeah. That's your job. You know,
0: <laughs> part of this family. You gotta exactly.
1: Set that up. <laughs> I... And and when mom is sick, you've got to. Everybody has to chip in. Everybody's got to. <laughs> you know.
0: I met up with a friend of mine who hadn't seen me in a while, and she had kind of gave me a guilt trip about, like, you must feel so guilty about all this. I'm like, whoa, I might feel that way, but you don't get to say that. And the thing was is um, I think that if you're not sick, it's really easy to do everything for your kids. Like my son knows how to do laundry. He has since he was five. My Mm -hmm. son is um, fairly in tune with, uh, is my dad's also disabled. So he's very in tune with all of us. I'm like, Hey mom, you seem to be struggling with this. Can I help? And my daughter is like super empath to the point of mom's hurt. I'm not leaving her side. I don't care if it's nighttime. I'm sleeping by the foot of the bed. Like she just won't. Yes. It's so um, different kind of psychology for a kid with who has, Parents and I don't know if it's bad or good, but I think they're much more in tune with the others around them, and
1: they are self-sufficient. And it, has, it has a lot to do with their personalities too. Like my oldest, she was not. I mean, I would have preferred she be a lot, a lot more helpful, but she was just in those terrible teens, and um, she's thirty and she's still in her terrible. Oh teens. Ow. God! I hope she does not watch this podcast. Nobody. Oh. Tell her. <laughs> But my middle one is, like I said, she's just that nurturing, mothering type. And I did the same thing. Mine, when they turned 10, in my house, double digits was when you had to start, you know, Doing the lawn you had to do your own laundry and you had to start in the chore rotation helping with dishes and all this kind of stuff. And my son went through his whole nine year his no ninth year going, I don't want to be <laughs> ten. I don't want to be ten. And I didn't understand it. I'm like, Why don't you want to be ten? What's wrong with ten? He goes, I don't wanna do chores. We now have the start of Peter Pan right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know what? He sure is glad that he can do it now because he's not eating ramen noodles every night. There's that. So, like, so he he is just. I mean, you know, my kid, my kids turned out awesome in spite of everything. They are really awesome adults, and they really do, uh, you know, do a lot to to help um, others and to help themselves. And that's just, it's fantastic. And I'm so glad that. I had that kind of mentality beforehand that you need to be self-sufficient before they started, uh, before all of this, you know, kind of came crashing down on me because it was my mid thirties and, um, all the stuff from my childhood and living in a, a very dysfunctional family and abuse, it just kind of all crashed on me in my mid thirties and it, and then I got to 38 and we had the wreck. And so it was just bam, bam, bam. And I was disabled from the wreck. I was, I got my social security disability. I was so injured from the wreck. And like I said, it was 12 years. It was just the beginning of 2017 when I've been able to really start, you know, functioning again and be able to, well, I say functioning, you know, I function, it's functioning for me, you know, for somebody else, it's probably not, but for me, I'm (laughs) able to get up. I'm able to do some podcasts, I'm able to do some speaking, I do some speaking um, at different, you know, different places to chronic pain um, seminars and things like that, and I write a blog, and I do some consulting and coaching, so things that I can do from home you know, is, is a lot better. And, you know, you can do a lot from bed. You don't realize how many things you can do from bed when you got to be in bed.
0: Seriously. And we, we have a lot to unpack here. And before we leave kids and in bed, cause I think it's such a big issue and there's so many of the young girls who have LR stainless on our, our site who are like, Oh my God, I can't have kids. I couldn't do it. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I don't know how you guys do without kids because my yes. kids are how I, I get out of bed at all and move. And it's, it's my antidepressant. Like even I never talks about the horrible teens. I am so lucky. My teenager is still one of my favorite people in the world. Like I love that kid. I love hanging out with him. He's fantastic. But before we leave the kids, I just want to say like one of my biggest tips, because sometimes there's like feeling like I'm not spending real quality time with them. I'm just making sure stuff is done. And my daughter and I started darling slug days And when she was little and I couldn't get up and play with her, like when she was like three or four or five and I couldn't take her to the park and I could barely stand just to get to the bathroom, we would have darling slug days where I would just have crochet needles and yarn and I put all the crafts on the bed and we would watch our favorite, like we love Jane Austen movies. So we would Mm -hmm. watch Jane Austen and project runway and we'd have our sketchbooks and we would have all of the stuff we need just to write and do crafts right on the bed. And that's what we do all day for the days that I couldn't move.
1: So that's my little
0: tip on how to handle like toddler through like little guy.
1: Absolutely. And I agree. I mean, I, I, there would be, have been no reason for me to keep going had I not had my kids, my kids were my reason to keep going. I mean, so I just, I'm like you, I don't understand. I would be like, I I have to have, I, you know, my kids are my reason to function. And now I have two granddaughters and you know, we have to drive 14 hours to see them because we're a military family. So we live in North Carolina, they live in Michigan, our son lives in Missouri. So everybody's kind of spread out it's kind of like my husband said, we just kind of dropped kids off everywhere. When we moved, the kids just kind of dropped them off wherever they were and we moved away from them. They never moved away from us. It was vice versa. And, you know, I I don't know. I just don't know how I would have gotten back up. I know right after the wreck, I was in the hospital for five days. And when I came home, um, I was just dying to get a shower. I wanted a shower so bad and I had to, We had to drive 45 minutes home. Um, My father-in-law picked us up because, of course, we lost all of our vehicles in the wreck. We had no car. And my in-laws, thank God, I don't know what I would have done without my in-laws. And they were there, and they... um, they, my father-in-law picked me up but he has this great big truck and it was so rough and I ah. felt like I had been beaten I mean I already was in so much pain and felt like I'd been beaten and if you've ever had a sternum injury or like with ehlers downloads, I'm sure that you have rib, ribs that get dislocated you can't breathe you can't I mean oh heaven forbid you have to sneeze or anything like that's awful I do and,
0: love that you know what my disorder is and that I, I actually have a rib that won't well, Relocate. It's constantly dislocated, so it makes Uh, like everything. Oh,
1: darn! There's an article on my website about Eller's download, actually, and natural ways to treat.
0: <laughs> so, we and, are uh, definitely going to link. I mean, like, please, when you're listening to this, go to the show notes. I'm going to link her website. It's definitely a really great read through. There's so much information there. And you're right. Like, the things that you can do from bed, just from like, still, like, I get social security. So, I, and I have yes. a husband who brings home enough money where that's not devastating for us.
1: Right. So true.
0: it lets me do some passion projects like this podcast. And I also write and illustrate mm-hmm. children's books from bed. I have my laptop. Um, and I have my iPad pro and a uh, pencil. And I taught, I spent nine months on YouTube learning how to illustrate.
1: And that's, that's how I've learned everything. YouTube yeah. is awesome for learning. Yeah, YouTube,
0: I you Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even yell at my kids for being on it so much because I'm like, well, I, I'm on. Well, the if all they're time learning too. something,
1: you know, I'm always like, education's always a good thing. If you're learning something, go yeah, right It's write ahead.
0: Minecraft. It's Minecraft for like eight hours of like, I want to know everything about Minecraft. I'm like, I guess it's Legos. I could justify it if I had to, but.
1: But well, you're using it, if you're writing children's books and illustrating them, then you're using them. So knowledge is a good thing. So That's I know... I tell people sometimes, I'm like, I think my iPad is permanently glued to my left hand because it, I use my iPad constantly. My husband's like, why don't you use the laptop? I'm like, because I have to use both arms at the same time. <laughs> I want to. And I also, I have this really cool case where I can prop it up and it just does its thing and I don't have to worry about it. So, you know, I can just use the one hand and my and my stylist, always my stylist everywhere, all the time.
0: I, and, I love the iPad's. It's expensive, but the apple pencil is everything to me. Like that is attached to my right hand. I'm always yes. and Kiris, my co host, will absolutely attest I cannot sit still without doodling. I'm always drawing while anything's going on.
1: And that's I know been my such head, a great painkiller. My husband told me for years, you need to write. You need to write. And I'm like, I hate to write. I hate to write. He said, but you're good at it. I'm like, that doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> but I, I realized that now I'm not writing papers for a teacher to mark up with red pencil. I like it now. It was just like sewing in high school. I hated sewing. I said, I never want to sew a machine ever. And then when I got like, probably 15 years into our marriage i'm like okay i know you're going to be shocked but i'm going to ask for a sewing machine for christmas and he's like what <laughs> and i'm like well you know there's some i want to make some curtains and some throw pillows and i can't find exactly what i want so i want to do it myself and i was able to teach my oldest daughter to sew she has a, de- a design a degree in design interior design so, I she, um, she was able to teach her all of that, too. So, that was really nice. And you, you'd be surprised what you can do from the bed with a, a TV tray or they, you can even buy, like, the hospital trays now where they just roll up under your bed. It's right in front of you. You can do lots of things. You can sew. You can write. You can, you know, you can interact with people on podcasts. I do podcasts. Um, I do a podcast every day. Um, oh, wow. At, I, at I'm noon. struggling with every week. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, it's just, we just do a short, like informational, like 10, 15 minutes of a uh, natural health show and, okay. uh, it, and it's on a sports podcast. And so we do that every day at noon. So that's, that's really kind of fun. And, um, and then I'm, I'm starting to do more podcasts now. So that's really cool. And I'm thinking maybe I need to do a podcast, but I'm in the middle of writing a book. So I'm writing a book and I'm, Doing, you know, I I write, I post on the blog every day, so I'm doing that every day. So I had to hire somebody to come in on Tuesday afternoons and help me. A young lady that's um, in high school, she's finishing up her last year of high school, and she comes in on Tuesday afternoons and helps me just do the tedious stuff that I don't really want to do. like update the mailing list and those kind of things.
0: We're back to delegation. I think that is like the theme of how to live a appropriate or a meaningful life in bed is delegate.
1: Yes. And see, even if your teenagers are grown like mine are, just appropriate a teenager for <laughs> Steal one. But Parents find, are fine with you stealing their teenagers. Yes. <laughs> but find a good one. You know, good ones are sometimes kind of hard to find. you got to find one that's easy going <laughs> that you can work with. And Gabby is absolutely amazing and she just it's just gets so excited to come and she just is anxious to learn and to do things and so it's really cool so that you know that's helped me too in the last month or so she's been coming and helping and uh, and you know I, I feed her cookies and
0: <laughs> we'll work for cookies. <laughs>
1: Yes, I feed her cookies, and I keep I keep lots of um, her favorite soda and stuff. So you know, I'm uh, you know bribery is a great thing. <laughs> uh, a bribery works for
0: everyone.
1: Yes, and but works for children really well. You have to find what makes them tick and then bribe them with it. You know, I, if you I bribe myself. This,
0: my sister gave me the best idea of like, well, my best friend. We've been friends since we were one. Um, but she was like, I bribe myself with cookies. If I finish my paper, I get a cookie. I'm like. Mm-hmm. you have self-control. I don't. I'd see the cookie and I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll finish that paper eventually and earn it then. I bribe
1: myself all the time, especially like I, being a naturopath, I, but I hate water. I hate water. So I bribe <laughs> myself. If I have my four glasses of water in the morning, then I can have tea or soda for lunch, you know? And if I Does have my four in the counts? afternoon. I have to bribe myself. If I don't, I won't drink it. I just don't like it.
0: <laughs> so you bring me to a whole another thing because um, with Eller stainless, it, the only thing that keeps any of my joints in place at all is muscle. So even yes. when I'm stuck in bed, I cannot lose muscle. So what I do is I have um, one of the exercise bands right beside my bed and low weight dumbbells. So while I. On my really bad days where I can't podcast, can't, can't, I watch shows, but I make myself like every, I have my um, Apple watch, so Mm -hmm. it will bang me if I haven't. Yeah, I love this thing. It it keeps my heart rate going, I I know what's going on, but it will bing me if it's been too long since I've moved. So since I can't Mm -hmm. get up, I take that opportunity to do whatever I can with the, the arm weights or the bands, or I loop the band over my feet and I do like, I'm rowing on it. Yeah. So it's like I—it's I, so important to not like my father is horribly disabled and he has uh, CIDP and nerve disorders. So I'm even just what I put him on was I used to be a ballerina, and I put him on using his feet the way like all the the toe exercises we use for going up on point. Right. So his ankles yes. and his calf stay strong. So it's just so important to like. What do you use to stay active and and um, keep your muscle structure going when you're stuck in bed?
1: There's a lot of yoga poses that you can do in bed. You know, you don't realize that there's a lot of yoga poses and yoga stretches that you can do in bed. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I got to have a mat and I have to, you know, get on the floor. Well, you know, I can get on the floor. I just can't get back up off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So if I get on the floor, I'm there, you know, till dad gets home and somebody can help me up. I'm just, I'm done. I'm on the floor. So um I, and we live in rural South Carolina now, or North Carolina now. So I don't know really how long it would take EMS to get to me. <laughs> the dogs coming so, over nudging okay, you. So I have my phone handy. <laughs> have That's my hilarious. phone handy always. But <laughs> because I have been known to just trip over air and land on the floor and then I'm there. So <laughs> it's like always be sure you have the phone handy. But um I um you know, I just, uh I do a lot of different yoga poses. Like you said, stretches, stretches are really great. You can, you know, um do leg lifts. You can lay on your side and do side leg lifts. Um, You can do arm curls. Like you said, you know, there's just a lot of things that you can do to keep your muscles moving. And that's so important regardless of what you, you know, what you have going on. It's really important to, you know, to keep your muscles limber and loose. And I know with fibromyalgia patients, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It does, but it hurts and it, it makes you more tired and more exhausted. But if you just push through and start slow, that's what I tell people, start slow. I started with, you know, like one minute If I just do this for one minute and I'll set an alarm so I know when my one minute's over and then, you know, and then the next day, you know, I'll do a minute and then you just build up until you can build up to you know five or ten minutes of stretches and and um you know strength exercises like you said in bed and that's you know excellent keeping hand weights and um the band the band the resistant bands and you can get all different kinds of resistant bands too and I know something I love to do is the yoga ball if I'm sitting I like to sit on the yoga ball because I'm balancing so it's working on my core muscles but it's not I'm not in pain it's not making me hurt worse and like if I'm sitting up beside the bed or something but like I told you when we were talking before we I have three kittens so my yoga balls keep popping (laughs) oh (laughs) poor kittens (laughs) Uh, Poor kittens, poor me! <laughs> all the a and I'm like, no yoga ball. <laughs> they're such little
0: balls of adorable mischief and evil. It's
1: <laughs> oh, today they are all balls of mischief and evil. <laughs> we we have a squirt bottle that we squirt them with water if they're being naughty. I tell you, my little kitten, she's the she's the runt. And she's a stinker. And if I have squirted her once today, I've squirted her a hundred times. And she just keeps looking at me like, why am I wet? And I'm like, because you're being bad. Knocking Pulling the, the magnets. two things together. <laughs> oh, knocking the magnets off the refrigerator. She's in the sink. I'm like, you know, you're not allowed on these things. She knows. She's been here. She's lived here her whole life. Yep. They were born here in this house. They know these things. <laughs> But today, I don't know. I think my husband put catnip in their breakfast. I really do. When he fed him before he left this morning, I think he put catnip in. He swears he didn't, but I think he did. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Yeah, exactly. See, it me I'm like, too, what do you like, think I needed to move around a lot today or something? Because <laughs> I keep having to go squirt the cat.
0: <laughs> so they just decided that instead of the Apple Watch warning you, the kittens would warn you.
1: Yes, yes, constantly. And I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, forget it. I hear you in there, and I know you're doing something diff- something bad, but I just don't care anymore. I'm done for today. <laughs>
0: I've gone there with my kids before. I hear it. Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I've told my kids. You know what? I'm done for today. I'm done for today. Whatever else happens today, you're answering to your father when he comes home because I'm just done.
0: My husband can. My husband's on the same schedule. Yours is. He gets home at three, and he can attest that there have been phone calls of if you still want children. When mm-hmm. you get home, you need to be home in 20 minutes because I am so fucking done. There's yes. not words. I am no longer mom. I am in my room and I can't vouch for safety. So yes, get exactly. home. Do not stall. I have- run to the car. I know.
1: Yes, and my husband now because he's he's a, he's in the air force and he's a commander now. So he says he deals with children all day. So that's that's what he does all day. And and then this weekend they had an exercise, and he's all up to date on all his exercise stuff. And I said uh, I said, well, what are you? I said, what are you doing this weekend? He said, I'm herding cats. And I'm like, well, you should be good at that. You do that here, so you should be really good at that. And so he's like, you know, he'll he'll send me a message, my children, and I'll send him back, your cat children. (laughs) (laughs) Not the ones I gave birth to. Those are different. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm just, you know, there, there were days when the kids were at home and I would just say, okay, school is done. It's nine o'clock in the morning. School's done for today. We're just done. And you know, that's the beauty. It's the flexibility. You know, it was just, it really worked out really well. People would say, oh, you're taking on so much more when you're already sick. But because I could be flexible it was so, it was, it was really better. You know, it really worked out a lot better. I, I to make me think my
0: daughter's them. begging for homeschool. She's been begging for homeschool since kindergarten. I've been like, I'm not healthy enough for this, and I feel like it might be hunger games. One of us isn't going to survive it.
1: So <laughs> I've been like, I don't know. I'm
0: not sure yet, but you're giving me some some things to think about with homeschool. Who's gonna be
1: the last man standing? Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it's kind of Highlander for any of you who remember the 80s. Like there can be only one.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. How old? How old is she?
0: She's 10 and um oh, 10 going on seven team but also I mean honestly the sweetest most loving wonderful funny creatures in the world it's just she is my mother in small form mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: so I know yeah. how to
0: hang because my mother is the most wonderful beautiful fantastic and beautiful as a person like physically she's gorgeous which is a little intimidating but she's also yeah. just one of the most kind people But there's also, like, this, if you want something or you need to ask for something, you need to do it in a very particular way. And I've learned with my daughter how to do it from my mom, so it it works. It could be good for homeschool. But before we leave exercise, I just wanted to say, like, one of the things that um, everything we talked about was strength, but I have POTS, so I have to keep my heart conditioned. So like my, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And no one pays me to say this by the way, (laughs) but I got these pedals. They're like a bike, but without the bike and Mm -hmm. I keep them under my table. So whenever I'm editing a podcast or, interviewing, which is the only time I'm sitting up doing this, I can be pedaling at the same time. So it's, um, even if it has to be at no resistance, at least the heart's going and it was a cheap way
1: to do that. (laughs) So that's a great idea. I have a, I have a recumbent bike that I keep right in the room. So I have to look at it. So it's no, it's there. And it's always calling to me, you know, you need to to, you know, just come do five minutes. You can do it. And, but that would be great for days that I can just sit up on the, the side of the bed, or I'm sitting in a yeah. recliner with heat on. I could do that. I hadn't thought about that. I'm gonna have to. Definitely I will link look the ones that. that
0: I used because it was $80, I think. And, and mm-hmm. I put them for my dad on the side of his bed. He started with five seconds, and yes, okay, he got up to two minutes and then he had to go back to the hospital. So now he's back at one second. And it's just what you were saying, just building up. But like for, right. for me, if I'm editing a podcast, so if you all know what I'm dealing with here, it's three hours. So each podcast yeah. takes three hours. So I will sit here and just, like, pedal for, like, the 15 minutes I'm at the computer, then lay down, then back up. And it's a way that I can keep my heart conditioned even from bed or from, like, from sitting up because I can't do that for too long. But when I'm sitting right. up, I can at least pedal.
1: You know, I think we need maybe we need to invent one that you can put, like, at the end of the bed. You can just pedal at the end of the bed. Well, <laughs> that would be awesome. You bring
0: up something really <laughs> really awesome, Um Pilates. And yes. just apply someone who invented this, um, I did a little research on him. I can't afford the classes, nor could I get to them. But oh, yeah, me he either. invented it because he was bedridden. After the war, he was injured in the war and he was stuck in bed. And he developed this pulley system that he had above mm-hmm. his bed to exercise. So that's how Pilates started. I'm like, the machine is really freaking expensive. Like I looked into like, maybe yes. I could do that and get really like, keep all my muscles super strong. But it is not, the thing that, ticks me off so much is things that would help chronically ill people are priced out of our price range. Like it is, it's like, are you,
1: it's ridiculous. And doing insurance this for us, cover it. but,
0: Yeah. Like my it's wheelchair like, was $12,000 and, um, that was something that my wheelchair, my insurance covered 80% of that, but that was still a huge chunk.
1: Oh yeah. And
0: then we looked yeah. into like, so Elder stainless, the best thing we can do is swim. So I looked into mm-hmm. like the Michael Phelps pool like the infinity pool where like you swim against a current so it doesn't take up a ton of space. We we do right. not live rural. We are we are packed in in, in the Bay Area, California. So I was like mm-hmm. maybe we could do that and there is no way you can afford it with social security and like yeah. It's like well,
1: that's what oh. when, when we moved to, we moved to North Carolina. Let's see, June will be two years ago when we were looking for houses. Like at the top of the list, after two bathrooms, two bathrooms was at the very top. <laughs> yes. and after two bathrooms was a hot tub. I'm like, I want a hot tub. We're going to get a house, so we have a hot tub on the back deck that's built into the deck that oh. came with the house. And it saves my life some days. I just, you know, it's been uh, this winter. I could have used it so much, but it's been so cold. I get, as soon as I get out, my muscles just freeze up from the cold. So now that it's starting to warm up, because we're already starting to get to spring here. Yay! (laughs) So I'm so looking forward to getting back in the hot tub, because it just, just the heat, and, and I do, I move around in there, I kick my legs, I move my arms, I don't just sit there with the jets, you know, I do to warm my muscles up, but then I do exercises in there, and with the warm water and the jets, it just helps tremendously and it helps too that she bought a hot tub for five and there's only two of us so I have lots of room to move around <laughs> that's a great, yeah. great
0: thing to think about because that is thing that doesn't take up much space and is um Sort of more affordable than
1: the Michael Phelps little pool thing. Exactly. It is. And if you get, you know, one of the bigger ones, like her seats, I think like five or six, the one that she had installed here, then, you know, you've got room to move around in there. And I have to do it when my husband's home because there's no way I can get in and out of it by myself. But, you know, with him there to help me, I can get in and out of it. And so, um, you know, some days it's harder than others, even with his help, but it really makes a huge difference. And something else I tell people too, if you can get in a hot bath with some epsom salt and let that epsom salt has the um, magnesium in it and it soaks in through your muscles so it'll help relax your muscles and then do stretches when you get out or do some gentle yoga when you get out that'll help as well
0: i'm a big fan of the corpse pose for yoga that's my favorite pose (laughs) (laughs) i can do that all the time (laughs)
1: That one's a really good one to do in bed.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a gra- and child's pose, no problem. I got the LR stainless. I've got the flexibility at Child's Pose, just head to, to floor Yes. Bed. But yeah, uh, like one of the things that we did was we um got the new Apple Watch. And I'm not I, I didn't really want to spend the money, but I collapse very easily with the pots and with the dislocations. And we'll get to dogs in a second because my dog um is this dire wolf of a dog like he is 80 something pounds of love uh. and puppy and mm-hmm. when i collapsed the last time i had fallen all the way down on my back and i couldn't get up and i could i was nowhere near my phone so i couldn't call my husband cuz he was on the other side of the um he was in the garage in his little like study space so mm-hmm. I was just stuck on the ground and my dog's idea of helping was run over to me, lay across my chest, like, human, you're standing badly. You should never stand right. again. And he just <laughs> stayed on top of 82 pounds of wolf on my chest. No, no, you are good at standing. Stay down. Stay down. Yeah. He's helping, He's mom. Helping. He's
1: helping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like, I, I actually couldn't even call for help after that because I was laughing too hard. But, um, so what am I, like, stay, like, bedbound? tips is to get the Apple watch because it, the new one has a way that you, you don't need your phone. You can just help. I can't get up right from your right. instant. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's been fantastic. Cause there's also times where I'm stuck in bed and I can't, I can't even get up to get water or I can't get up to eat. And this way I can call my husband and go, Hey, your wife, She's still here.
1: Like, yeah, and I'm back. hungry,
0: and I'd like food, and uh, water would be great, and my pain pills would be even better. <laughs> Can you? Yes, please yes. give me my medication. Please. I'm whimpering.
1: <laughs> well, I keep I keep a set right beside. I keep a set of medic of my medication and my supplements right beside my chair, and a set right beside the bed. And when I get a new prescription, I split it between the two bottles so that I have them right there. Oh my there. god!
0: <laughs> and <laughs> another,
1: I am right stupid me, like that's freaking right in my face. <laughs> They're right there. And I <sighs> always, and then on days, if I'm having a really bad day, I have my husband fix me an ice chest with water bottles and snacks and, and soda or whatever. And he puts it with ice and ice packs right beside the bed. And then all I've got to do is just reach over and get it. So oh the most God. effort <laughs> I have to put into anything, is getting up and going to the bathroom. If I can get up and go to the bathroom, I'm good. You know, I'm yeah. I'm taking care of when I'm having a bad day. And I've had Seven surgeries since the wreck. So I have had to learn, um, you know, just ways of coping when there was nobody around to help when he's at work, you know, and, and the kids, well, like I said, my girls were 18 and 16. So I, you know, they were, they moved out at 20 and 18. So it was just us. So when my son was gone, you know, I had to have a way to take care of, You know, and so I've learned all these little tricks along the way of things to do so that I have what I need handy. I always keep protein bars in the drawer. I have a file cabinet beside my chair that rolls around, and I roll that thing all over the house, and it has my books in it that I'm working on. It has my... Files. It has my pencils and all of my office supplies in the drawer. And I keep protein bars in there so that, you know, I, I, we roll it from the bedroom and back to the, the chair in the living room and wherever I'm at. So that's great because it's just my rolling office. And then my son-in-law laughs at me when I go to visit them. I have a roll-around suitcase that's my little carry-on, and it's my rolling office. So when I go to my, my daughter's house for a week or whatever, I have all my office in there, and I just roll it from the bedroom and into the living room. And my son-in-law's like, here she comes down the hall with her <laughs> office behind her. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> i like, you have to do what you have to do to live. I'm, I refuse. I just refuse to be kept down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this defeat me. I refuse.
0: <laughs> I, I, I genetically am not able to give up. It's just not <laughs> in my makeup. I, it was like, even when I had to give, I had to give up my business because I was too sick to do my business anymore. And that was like the first thing I'd ever really just, well. It was one of the first things I ever really just been like, I physically just can't do this anymore. And so I actually sat down and I wrote a list before I had to quit saying, what can I do if I'm stuck in a wheelchair? What can I still do? And then it was, okay, well, the wheelchair isn't enough anymore. What can I do from bed? And then it was like, okay, well, write and illustrate children's books. And then my right wrist starts to dislocate. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that. I still do. I just can't do brace. It's so pretty. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I couldn't. My wrist brace. I couldn't draw all day anymore. That's my painkiller, by the way. Like anyone wants my tips on painkillers above my opioids and my medical marijuana, it is drawing, and I can lose my brain in it. Like mm-hmm. just like distraction is everything in pain management. But yes, I, I I couldn't do that all the time anymore. So I decided I was going to make this podcast. I'm like, great, I can do a podcast from bed. I can. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there is Skype. Thank God for Skype. <laughs>
1: Well, I know when I was going through trying to get a diagnosis for, um, I I had fibromyalgia and I was trying and I was in so much pain. I felt so horrible and I knew it was more, I knew it was more and my, my, PCP my regular doctor knew it was more but I could not get the rheumatologist to to diagnose me with anything cuz my blood work wouldn't come back and I and she told me she goes well you know there's a lot you can do from bed and it really made me mad yeah it just at the time it just made me really angry cuz I'm like you are not going to confine me to bed for the rest of my life I'm not I'm 30 years old And, but, you know, it's like you said, you just learn to adapt and overcome it. She's right. There is a lot you can do from bed. I didn't even know what a blog was until a year ago. (laughs) And I just got on Pinterest and I'm going, what can I do? Because (laughs) My mind is going nuts and I've got all of this naturopath education. I'm like, we've paid for all of this education and it's going to waste. I don't want to waste it. and you can you can write from bed, I consult from bed, I coach from bed, you know I you know there's just so many things and I do so much for my recliner. My recliner is my second bed, so I am in that recliner and I have heating pads already plugged in right there beside it, and I have my heating pads in the bedroom, so I don't have to carry everything back and forth and I you know I just keep them right there and I and I just do what I have to do. And I manage as best I can. And most days I manage without pain medication now. I went from um 120 percocets and 20 dilotids for breakthrough pain a month to now I get 30 percocets and I don't even go through those in a month. Wow. So you just you just learn. Um, and when you got I, I found out that when you keep your brain busy, it helps, you know, it helps to distract you from the pain. The pain's still there but it helps to distract you. And, you know, medical marijuana is excellent. And oh. people don't, you know, so many people, CBD oil. I have, I take CBD oil every day yeah. and um, it is excellent. And I, I, when we lived in a legal state, I made marijuana um, capsules with coconut oil and I just cook it up in the slow cooker and then inject it into empty capsules. And I would take those, but we don't live in a legal state anymore. So I have to get by with the CBD oil. Yeah. Or be illegal. <laughs>
0: uh, but we won't put this officially on anything. We'll, we'll just leave that there. And, um, well, you bring up such great, great points about those things. But um, we will definitely have another talk about pain management. I um, We both have a lot to say on that. And that's oh, an yes. ongoing discussion. Like, you can hear Kiris and I. But I... I'm so impressed with you because I've been sick my whole life. Like I was told at 16, you're probably not going to walk after your are 30. So I always know in wheelchair in future, if not bed. So I'd already mentally prepared myself of like, you're going to go to the wall all the way through your teens and your twenties and you're going to do everything. And if you get mm-hmm. some bonus years, that's awesome. But I had already like come to terms with that a lot earlier. So I, I'm like amazed by people who are like, that wasn't what they expected
1: No, it was not the life I had. It was not the life I expected. I mean, I went from being able to ride five miles on the bicycle with my kids. We were very active hiking, camping, hiking up mountains to waterfalls. I mean, just extremely active as a family and then just bam down. And it was it was the depression was probably the worst of it. Going through the depression and learning to deal with it and learning to, you know, there is going to be life after this. I'm going to learn to cope. And like you said, I had my DNA done and, and. Quit was not in my DNA. <laughs> Wait, well, you know, Oprah Winfrey. I, I do love Oprah. Um, yeah, she <laughs> Who doesn't.
0: I, I'm sure someone, but I haven't met them yet. Uh, but she did say something that is significantly like it helped my mom um, with her dealing with her husband getting horribly sick, and then her daughter. Uh-huh. And it's helped me handle things, which is the new normal. It is letting go of what you, what you used to have and go, okay, so what's normal now? And then put your joy to like that level instead of like, well, I'm not happy unless I'm biking five miles a day. It's like, okay, well that's, that's done for right now. So what else can make you happy with this new normal expectation?
1: So for me, (laughs) yes. Yay. Oprah. And she's right. You have to learn what you can do now. And it's hard. It's a hard learning curve. I tell people every day it is. It's not a life sentence. It's a learning curve. Oh, that's you are not sentenced for life. It's just you have to learn. It's just a learning curve. So you just learn coping mechanisms. And the best way to do that is a coach or, um, you know, somebody that can help you work through it. And I know that's what helped me is I had a coach and she, you know, she was encouraging me and helping me and, you know, telling me we're going to get through this. We're going to do this. And I don't I wouldn't have survived without her help. I would not. I would not have been a sane person
0: now. <laughs> okay, so earlier you brought up something, and I'm going to give a huge apology before we bring it back up again. Of anyone who has not discovered this, I'm sorry for your new addiction. I apologize for your family and everyone who will miss you, but Pinterest is the ultimate, like, <laughs> fall down the rabbit yes. hole, never come back. I mean, my daughter and I will sit and pin together. for Like, on Sunday, I could not. I, um, oh, it was a bad weekend. I dislocated my femur. So I was
1: Um, done.
0: So she and I curled up in bed and we just sat there and she's like, can I pin with you, mom? We're doing something together. So she snuggled up next to me and she's and okay, here's another little hint as parents of like teenagers and preteens when you're in bed, it feels like you can't keep tabs on them because you're not necessarily like out there, like at the sports teams or you're hanging out with their friends. You might not get to meet their friends a lot of the times or their friends' parents, but with my daughter doing social media next to me, I got to find mm-hmm. out so much about what she's interested in, what topics I should be bringing up, and it also helped with, with um, okay, well, what do you want to eat now? Because you're ten, and it seems to like switch daily on what's disgusting and what's your new favorite food. So wow. I got her to like start a, a pin board on um, what she will still eat, like what her meals are, what she would be willing to make. Like And so my other hint with Pinterest, because I need to justify my extreme addiction, is that I have a pin board called This Week. And I have all, I have it like, now they they let you divide up your boards. (laughs) That was eight hours of reorganizing my boards. (laughs) But I have like my meal plan for this week. I have what exercises I think I can do that week. Um, mm-hmm. I have like, hit, hit, like things i got to work on the blog. Now I've decided I'm going to learn how to be an animator. So I'm taking all these classes in animation online. So I like, I just divide up what I expect to do that week. And a lot of times it feeds over to the next week because that doesn't get done. But
1: exactly. I tell you, week. I just finished an excellent book called, um, uh, the raging sloth. And he wrote about being. It's it's an awesome title. When I first read it, I was like, somebody had told me about him because he is a speaker and he has chronic pain. He has um, he had hip dysplasia and ended up having surgery and getting and damaging they damaged nerves when they were doing the surgery. Then they went back in and had to replace his hip, and so he. he wrote this book, The Raging Sloth, because he said, I'm a sloth, but inside I'm raging to get out. I want to, you know, I have to be a sloth. But he talks about rearranging your life, According to being a raging sloth and I printed out, he has a companion that goes with the book that you can go in and print out. And it's absolutely wonderful. His name is Eric Eaton. And I'm going to write a review oh, on we the website on the book. To
0: this, And I've just found my next tattoo. I'm going to get a raging sloth tattoo. Raging.
1: Sloth. <laughs> Be sure you that get is... it hanging upside down. Yes. Upside down. Absolutely. Because that's what he says. How to live life upside down because that's what we do. We live life upside down. Everybody else lives right side up. We live right we live upside down. So he his daily schedule and I love it. He has a yearly, a week a monthly and a weekly and a daily schedule that's a a companion to the book that you can print out on the computer. And I use that now every day. And he goes through and he puts down what are my three major goals. What are my to dos, you know, things I've got to do, what are my appointments. And then, um, and then he has, what are my flex points? Okay, if I'm having a bad day, where can I be flexible? And then he has on the, the bottom, I don't remember what, it, what he calls it, but it's like, okay, if I can't, if I'm too distracted by the pain or if I have to take pain medicine and I'm kind of loopy or whatever and I can't do any output, What can I take in? Can I read a book? Can I watch a webcast? Can I listen to a podcast? Can I take a class online? You know, and so you put all these things down. And then what I do is I write out my Plan the night before for the daily, and then if I don't get to it, I just draw a line through it and move it to the next day. Or and then I've I've used it as a pain minute as a pain guide too. I write down at the top if I'm having a bad pain day or if I had to lay down, and then I highlight with green you know, if I had to take a nap or if I had to take meds or whatever I have to do so that I'm kind of keeping a pain tracker too at the same time. And then it's great because when Gabby comes on Tuesday afternoons, that's highlighted in yellow. So I know I'm like, okay, Gabby's coming today so I can delegate these things to her, you know, (laughs) that I didn't get to.
0: I love that, but I was getting so many notebooks everywhere. And what I started using was Google Keep. And it's an app mm-hmm. on the phone and it just lets you keep like different lists. It's just one of the best. I I am an app junkie. I need an intervention. I love apps. And that is my best favorite list making app. I've tried them all. And that's, the best one for me
1: and it's Google keeps
0: Google keep and I'll I'm going to link keep, everything okay. in this because we are going through so many great ideas and I've like been writing down the ones I need to establish for my family because you need to write a parenting book
1: <laughs> okay I'm going to write that down parenting book that'll be next on my <laughs> be your next my, my list yeah. that'll be my next book right now I'm writing broken things and I'm ah. talking about when when something when something happens and you're broken and how do you put the pieces back together you know, That's and simple. how do you reassemble physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, how do you reassemble yourself and I already have the picture I, I am not artistic whatsoever. So I may be employing your skills <laughs> on that, but I want a I want an, an outline of of a person with cracks and light coming through because you're broken, but you have to reassemble and but still be able to be flexible and, and you know, let have those parts moving. So that may, be, that may be your next project. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'll teach you how to do it. <laughs> um.
1: No, thank you. I'm not artistic. Gabby's artistic. We'll let her do it. That'll be one of my things to delegate to her.
0: Uh, you know, another delegation thing I've, I've had a lot of luck with is Fiverr. Uh, Fiverr.com has been great for delegating out things that I am not capable of handling at the moment. <laughs> yes.
1: So there, there, there are a lot. I, I, and that's what I love about the, the raging sloth, the companion guide. And I have it in a, in a, in a notebook and I just, I have my, I have them in there. I do the whole punch put them in there for a month at a time, print them out, put them in there for a month, and then I'm all set and I just keep that on my little roll around cart and it just goes everywhere with me. And, <laughs> and that's what I use. That's the best title I've ever heard. I'm taking this Oh, I title. know. I love it. I love it. And I tell I sent him a message and I'm like, I want to do a review of your book. Is it okay? And he's like, Absolutely, yes, please do. Oh
0: well and we'll send him this podcast and tell him how much we appreciate him.
1: Dear, <laughs> I will. I will send him a message when <laughs> we get off.
0: Oh, I'll even if I ever get the tattoo, I'll, I'll take a photo of it.
1: <laughs> oh, he would love it.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm already inked up from like my neck to my tailbone and most of my forearms. So why not? I got, I got my first one for my 50th birthday. And so I, and I've got my next three planned. I'm just, it's a my tattoo. My tattoo artist moved to the no! UP, and I'm not going to the UP to get a tattoo, so I got to find another good tattoo artist.
0: I mean, yeah, just a quick word on the tattoo stuff. I, um, it was my way of taking back my body. My body yes. has never behaved in any way that I felt was okay. It was always either embarrassing me or falling apart, and this is the one thing I could claim. So right. anyone who's and wondering the- why my mother failed me and I started getting tattooed at 18, this is why. <laughs>
1: Well, I didn't start until 50, but I went through, I went through my rebellion late in life. So, you know, I went through, um, you know, my rebellion where I got all the fake nails and lots of piercings and all of that in my 30s when I finally break free of all that abuse and stuff in my past and then started getting my tattoos at 50. So, yeah, and both of my daughters are totally tattooed. My son has his first one that's going to cover oh. his whole back planned. So, yeah, it's, you know, hey, it's there body yeah and my my oldest granddaughter is now 18 and no I'm not old enough to have an 18 year old granddaughter (laughs) we we got her when she was 11 so you know I tell people we took over at least and she's ours now And she was talking to my daughter about her tattoo, and her dad's like, "Tattoo? You're not getting a tattoo." And my daughter goes, "She's an adult now. She can do what she wants to." And then Lauren chimes in and goes, "And Brittany told me she'd help me pay for it." Oh, (laughs) call out lose lose. Dad is lose lose. Oh
0: my gosh! But you're not going to believe this, but we've actually gotten to almost an hour. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, I have so much fun chatting. I'm so glad we got to meet. Um, I'm going to just end with one question. What okay. is the last purchase that you made that was under a hundred dollars that really helped you in your horizontal life?
1: The last purchase under a hundred dollars. Oh gosh, let me think in my horizontal life. That would probably have to be my rolling file cabinet. Excellent, and you my can little rolling Ikea. file cabinet. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know it's got the little casters on it. I got it from Amazon. And it's not, it's not heavy, it's lightweight, so it's easy to roll around. And my husband put it together for me when it came. And it, it just, it makes my life, it makes being able to work and deal with a disability so much easier because I know every time I would go lay down and then I'd be like, Oh, I want this book or, Oh, I need this notebook or, Oh, I need, you know, this particular color pen or whatever. Cause I'm very organized and very visual. So I, I like to have all my stuff handy. So that's, that's kind of, that's been really with trying to run a business. It's having that, that's probably my last purchase that has helped me live life upside down
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great i mine is um, my slow cooker because oh. i have way more health and energy in the morning so i can and um, my husband is like he needs a halo saint like he's amazing mine too.
1: and mine he, too. he does
0: like 80 percent of the household work including like cooking mm-hmm. and whatnot so whenever i have enough energy in the morning i will start a dinner in the slow cooker and then he doesn't have to like even think about it when he gets home so we have rolling file cabinet Slow cooker and everyone. I promise, I I, this is going to be like my longest edited podcast that I'm going to be like writing out the show notes for with links of everything we've talked about, plus maybe some other books that you and I will like look on our shelf and go, oh yeah, this really helped me get through this. And we'll put all those together for you and in comfortable lists. And I think that this is an hour. So thank you so much for talking to
1: me. Absolutely, and I would love to do this again. It was Uh, so much fun.
0: (laughs) Please, absolutely. So we will
1: hopefully talk soon. Oh, sounds
0: good. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It means so much to Kiros and I, we're still a baby podcast. We're only six months old. And if you would like to be really, really nice to us, you can share this episode with a friend or someone you wish understood chronic illness or invisible disorders better. And you can also go to iTunes, leave an embarrassingly nice review. And of course, press that subscribe button. Tune in for a new episode next Monday AM. And until next time, be kind, be gentle, and be a badass.